0: Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Wow. Frontline Gaming underscore TV on Twitch. Thank you so much to everybody in the chat joining us. If you're listening or watching on YouTube and you hear us referencing a chat that you're not seeing or hearing, obviously, that's because we're engaging with the people that join us live. So if you want to do so, like we said, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, join the conversation, correct our many errors And then make fun of us, which is what most of what chat does.
1: There's not that many errors. Yeah. I mean,
0: we're almost perfect. Practically perfect.
1: Yeah. We're pretty much perfect.
0: Like Mary Poppins. Yeah. You can be Mary and I'll be Poppins. Excellent. I like it.
1: Which one of us gets the umbrella?
0: Uh, I want the flying umbrella. You can have the The bag full of all the other stuff. (laughs) The spoonful of medicine. Or sugar to help the medicine go down. Uh, As always, the show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get tabletop gaming goodies at discounted prices, free shipping options within the continental United States. We also have a full-service paint studio and other cool stuff. I'm your host, Reese, with me, the Frankster.
1: The Frankster. You should come up with a new nickname every show.
0: That's going to be tough. That's a lot. Considering we're on episode 695 of the illustrious signals from the Frontline. Yeah, get good. I'm just going to have to start making, like, this is Magical Unicorn.
1: There you go. Could work.
0: This is... Frosty banana.
1: See which one. <laughs> to replace the salty banana.
0: Here in Nevada, it's actually the sweaty banana. Yeah. But uh, at any rate, Moist. let's let's jump on in and talk about what's new in the game's workshop hobby. This week's pre-order is a selection of goodies, including the Adeptus Titanicus expansion, the Defense of Ryza, Ooh. as well as the very cool new Sarastas Knight, Asheron's. It's like a light Asheron, but tiny I love them. I love many guys.
1: The Titanicus models are amazing. They're really cool.
0: Super cool. And of course you can grab those in our web cart, store.frontlinegaming.org. Discounted prices, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, Mariana, stop taking my mouse. (laughs) How am I supposed to read the notes?
1: You can't, you just gotta work off of memory. I know. Go crazy.
0: Yeah, it's funny the way way our uh, rig is set up, both of us have to use the (laughs) mouse at times. All right, well, good. I've commanded the mouse again. Wow. Oh. As I always wanted, Frankie, to be the king of the mouse. The king of the
1: mouse? Yes. King the of Mises. the mice? Isn't that uh, the nutcracker?
0: I'll be the nutcracker.
1: That's what they can call me. I'm a, He wasn't the king, but there was like a king, and I think he kills him. He
0: was the mouth. The mouth? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, my cousin was the Nutcracker on in a Broadway production of uh, the Nutcracker. Really? Yeah. She was a awesome. professional dancer, and that was like one of the pinnacles that she got to do. It was That's really. super cool. Really cool. I was like, how the heck do you dance with that gigantic helmet? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're doing like ballet, Carefully. you know? Like, I was like, that is really impressive. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the Rat King. That ah, was there you boss. go. That's what it is. All right. We also have a brand new FLG mat. This one is really cool looking. It's called Space Dock Alpha. Ooh. And it is available at 26% off during the release period. I did want to share uh, Mariana, bless her soul. She came up with a name and then the tagline was Innocent Fun. She was like, how about we say docking never looks so good. <laughs> It's true. I was like, "She's not wrong." That's brilliant. I don't think it means what you think it means, in colloquial terms. But It could. We almost went with it and decided at the last minute not to.
1: No, we should have. <laughs> Just like when a ship docks, yeah, come on.
0: Party in the front, docking in the back. That's another good one. Yeah. Oh. We would hit exactly the right customer that we're looking for, right? Would we? Just the the someone with a really immature sense of humor
1: yeah stop thinking what you guys are thinking it's not what we meant
0: Uh, but this is a really really cool looking mat and if you do want to pick one up to spice up your game we have it in a wide variety of sizes although as an fyi we did run out of six by three and 30 by 22 size mats temporarily we will get them back um mid to late august is when we'll be restocked on that size so, if you are looking for one of those mats we apologize, but we'll get it back pretty soon. Yep. So, uh, Games Workshop announced some new starter boxes for Night Dead 40k. These will allow you to grab specific parts of the Indominus box set. There's mm-hmm. one for uh, like the troops, one for elites, one for HQs. It also comes with a little playing board, some uh, fun starter terrain, measuring sticks, cool stuff like that. It's a great way to get involved in the hobby, and if you just want to pick up some of these models, um that were uh, limited release in the starter box i'm sure they'll come out in their own box set eventually this would be a great way to do it we don't know when they're coming out yet i would assume relatively soon so that's pretty cool
1: i like the measuring sticks because it's like oh my gun shoots 16 inches you're like uh my measuring stick goes to 12.
0: you have to use your imagination let me
1: borrow yours with our powers combined indeed it's space talk yeah exactly
0: you have the you have the measuring sticks doc and then you can accomplish great things. See? Right? That's a lesson in life. That's right. My grandpappy always taught me that one.
1: It's like <laughs> It's like Captain Planet.
0: Right, but our power is combined. Don Cheadle's uh, Captain Planet is the best.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. When you
0: shoot through when you turn people into, into broccoli. Broccoli with pelvic thrusts. That's the that's in my opinion. Pretty good. Comedic genius. It doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> Not bad. Oh. All right. So the app. Ooh. Ooh.
1: He, he. That's the name that shall not be named, Reese.
0: Ooh, it's like talking about Voldemort. Yep. The GW Forty K app came out the gates not strong.
1: <laughs> but I, mean, I think not strong is probably an understatement.
0: I'm trying. I'm trying to be positive here. I would okay. say
1: not the worst.
0: It could have been worse. Yeah. Uh,
1: but as a. My dad always said, if you're not first, you're last. You're last so that's I'm the way sorry. we do it in America,
0: baby. <laughs> Number one with coronavirus cases? Yes. No, that's not Ouch. great. That's no. actually no. that's actually no. a contest we don't want to be winning. No. But hey, uh, the app, not as bad as coronavirus. There we go. That's
1: a positive. That's, that's a glass half full.
0: 40K app? Hey, at least it's not coronavirus. You're not wrong. They should pay me to be the marketing department.
1: <laughs> i don't know how well that would go over
0: so jokes aside um it's obviously been controversial it didn't come out as strongly as games workshop would have liked however they're taking uh big strides to correct course and as we've been saying we're positive that they're gonna correct the the ship All right, we have friends that are like good friends that are working on this project you know, they, they face a lot of challenges in my you know, uneducated and humble opinion. I think that they should have just delayed it instead of pushing it out with, with bugs. Um, but I'm not in charge and I don't have all the information. I, maybe my, I was wrong about that, you know, I don't know. However, on the Warhammer community page today, they talked about all the things they're gonna do to help make it better, to fix it, to get it to where they wanna be. Um, iOS uh, version is coming out. They're fixing a bunch of the errors. <clears throat> They're uh, getting rid of some of the, the, kind of like the band-aids that they use just to kind of make it functional out the gate. Um, They're basically, they're fixing everything. And I was talking to uh, one of the people that's in um, the main, the head honcho of the the project this morning, just casually trying to, I was like, hey, hang in there, man. I was like, you guys are going to, I believe in you, you're going to fix this, no problems. Um, And uh, that individual was telling me that like an hour ago, and of course we're recording on Wednesday, um, a ton of fixes were put in place. So as we've been saying, um, is it a, a, whiz bang ultra app right now? No, but it's getting fixed. And in six months or, you know, in X months, it's going to be a really great product. I have total confidence because I believe in the people that are working on it.
1: Um, yeah. And I mean, they're already taking everybody's feedback. A lot of this stuff was already in the works. Um, it's just, They needed to release it, and now they're uh, working on all the um, changes that need to be done, and they were able to release that to the public. Like, by this date, this is what we think we're gonna have done. By this date, this is what we'll have done, and so on and so forth. Um, And like Reese is saying, by the end, it'll be amazing. It's just, uh, how long will it take to get there? Um, Nobody knows, so.
0: You know what? It's like, uh, it's like The Hobbit, right? We're going on a journey, for the ring, but on the way there, you got to go through Mordor, right? And that part of the journey, I feel like we're in Mordor right now, <laughs> it's not the best. And there's no big eagle to come and get us right now. So, you know, I just gotta gotta tough it out, right? Like yeah. Merry and Pippin, you gotta be up, upbeat, eat another breakfast.
1: And that's from a uh, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, not if, The Hobbit. The Hobbit okay, is the okay. prequel. The prequel. The prequel, sir, <laughs> um, but, as one would say.
0: As we've been saying, everybody, if you don't think the value is there, don't get it, vote with your wallet, hang in there. But in order to address that, GW is offering a month free so that you can try it out. I think personally, that's a great great way to show their appreciation for the community, to kind of apologize a little bit for it not being sterling out the gates. And it's also a really good marketing uh, device to get people to try it out. It's
1: free. Yeah, well, I mean, after you pay for your first month, they're adding another month to it. So uh, you get your second month free, which is awesome. So then by the time they're making all these changes, you'll be able to see them all um, during your free month. Um, so I think you have till Friday to take advantage of that.
0: Yeah, so, so. jump in there and get it for free. <laughs> or if you're really, you know, outraged or whatever, first world problems, uh, don't. I don't know. Like, go, go yell about something on Facebook or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> but yeah.
0: Um, I think the upside here the, th- the takeaway is to uh, note that they're, they're they're trying to make it right and like I like we've been saying because uh, we know some of the staff I'm very confident it's gonna be a whiz being super product it's just gonna take some time
1: yeah definitely yeah, yeah. Uh... Uh,
0: but I do want to say Frankie mark Ooh. your calendar this is a big one
1: yep here the we week
0: got. of the 10th of August wait for it I'm ready update power levels on all data sheets
1: boom yes yes that's what you've been waiting for oh Uh, dude
0: power level updates
1: but the the funny thing is i know you're joking right now but (laughs) one of the game systems uh combat patrol or whatever it is the thousand points that you play is only power level oh okay so they released it with no power levels Ooh. and everybody's like well how do i play that without the power levels?" so it was a legitimate thing that they're adding it's it was just a lot of it i understand why the community is so upset and all that but yeah a lot of it you just have to shake your head like, yeah like, like a link to a google drive file yeah are the rules maybe not the strongest move
0: i'm not going to defend that
1: one um but <laughs> They are correcting, of the course. There are a lot of changes coming. Get excited because, like we said, I think by the end, everybody will be using it. It'll be amazing. And if you don't want to use it, don't, don't use, use it. it. No one's forcing <laughs> it's like everything else.
0: It was like I said on Chapter Tactics. Yeah. Like the, the, the This is one of Games Workshop's first forays into software development. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have been pointing at the Age of Sigmar app. That was made by just a community member. Yeah. And then GW uh, is working with them. This is their first, one of their first projects is an app development in-house team. They're, they're new to this, it's very complicated from just working um, with the BCP guys. It's really, it. it's not it's not easy,
1: yeah. right? It takes a lot of work, a lot of hours, and mistakes are still gonna happen. Yeah, um, so. so
0: at any rate, I think, you know, it was very obviously a, a blunder. However, they're correcting course yeah. and you can get a month for free. Why not try it out? It's free, right? If you don't, if you still don't like it, oh well. Nothing, venture, nothing uh, uh, gained. Well, that's not the one I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> nothing lost. Yep, that was uh, it. So at any rate, the, it, it, this story I'm sure we'll be covering yeah. it as we go because it has the potential to be an incredibly useful tool that we all use. I think eventually we will. However, yeah. for now,
1: Bear with them, and also they are taking feedback. So, give them constructive uh, criticism, and give them some things that you'd like to see in the future. Yeah, and and Um, don't be because they are listening to it. So,
0: just talk to them the way you would want somebody to talk to you.
1: And if that's yelling and screaming, then do it.
0: (laughs) And in that case, don't talk to them the way you
1: (laughs) (laughs) you want somebody to talk to you. Uh, That's Uh, what you meant. Okay.
0: All right, so we'll move on, but we'll we'll keep covering it as we go. Yeah. And hopefully, people can um, have some faith. For sure. Have some faith uh in other news really exciting uh i am super excited to play this game uh the the, the studio is called fat shark which is funny just because
1: strong name you should have called it fat they shark. Been with a ph
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> that would have been way better p-h-a-t-s-h-a-r-t yes <laughs> <laughs> I do
1: way better. I am oh, I man. am
0: almost 40 and I still like fart jokes.
1: everybody does. <laughs> uh, Even t- people that don't laugh like the jokes uh, they appreciate it.
0: I hope I never get too too too, <laughs> too mature, old. If you're that. 80 years old you're still <laughs> laughing about a fart. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope fair. I didn't make it to ADGs. Okay. Uh, but the game is called Dark Tide, and the studio famously made Vermintide 1 and 2, which are very popular. Yep. I've heard nothing but good things about them. You, you play Vermintide, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really fun.
0: What do you think about it?
1: It's fun. It's just a hack and slash. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's really good. I mean, I like Warhammer, so and it's an you, easy sell.
0: <laughs> so you can play as, like, an Inquisitor?
1: Yeah, an Inquisitor, a Ranger, or a, a wood, wood Elf, elf. Um, a Dwarf. Uh, then an empire guy, like a yeah, like a wizard kind of guy. So
0: oh no, that's a high elf wizard.
1: Uh, no, Isn't I think it? I think it's a human.
0: Oh okay. Yeah. So uh, I've heard nothing but good things about it, yep. and Dark Tide is a similar format where there's four characters you can choose from in the uh, in the intro video, which I highly recommend. Uh, it was cool. It's really good. Yeah. It's really really good. It's really well done. It's very tense. And that moment when you see the plague zombies, you're like, yes, this is going to be awesome. So it looks like a team of four guardsmen. They might be Inquisitorial Retinue. They might be Traitor Guardsmen. I don't think that makes sense, but they're all kind of ragtag. So it looks like they're just four um, guardsmen. And then uh, it's very tense. It's very atmospheric and cool. And then they come around a corner and then they see like a horde of plague zombies. So really excited for that. I think the game is going to be super fun. I'm not much of an FPS guy, but um, I will definitely download this. This oh, looks yeah. super fun. It
1: looks amazing. Yeah. Another, really cool.
0: In the chat, Ty Winning is saying it looks like Left 4 Dead, but with more Nurgles. Yep. Nurgle stuff. Yeah, a lot of people have been making that comment. It looks like Left Left 4 Dead or The Last of Us or something like that, but 40K themed, which what is not to love about that?
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Super. It'll be really cool. I'm super excited. So
0: Yeah. And in the chat, on uh, in a similar vein, Novastar pointed out... The new big Wood Elf update is coming for Total War Warhammer 2. That makes me excited because Wood Elves are my favorite faction to play in Total War Warhammer. Although I have to admit, playing the game as Wood Elves was ridiculously easy. Like, just because where they're located, it's like a perfect defensive position. Yeah, nobody
1: can come in from behind. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, all I did was make the Tree Men... Dryads to screen, the tree man who I literally never, he never died in any game I ever played. Oh, yeah,
1: the big guy like never dies. He's
0: insane. And then yeah. your archers in the back just obliterate yeah people. Um, and if you're a, a Total War Warhammer fan like Henry Cavill, uh, almost as cool and handsome as us. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. Um, a lot of the guys uh, involved with the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network, Pablo, Brandon Grant, Val, Heffelfinger, they all play. So... You might want to reach out to them because they play pretty frequently. Yeah, um, yeah. and they're always looking for new people to play with. Ty Winning says, "Beach, you need to go full AI swearing again from the wood." The wood. What? Oh, from Deadwood. Deadwood. Oh, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. Swearinger. Swearingger from Deadwood with my facial hair. You That'd know his awesome. favorite. His favorite uh, tagline.
1: It's pretty good. I can't
0: say it on yeah. our show. But it's yeah.
1: It's four letters.
0: <laughs> it's four letters followed by six letters. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's a really good Dead was amazing. It's it a is, shame yeah. that they just ended it the way they did. Uh JTW Geek in the chat says in re- reference to Darktide, that's that Storm Stormtrooper armor for sure. Um if it is that's even cooler. Yeah. I, it would be fun if there was like a stormtrooper a uh, guardsman. Well I think um, they're doing
1: research for an inquisitor. I think that's what they
0: if this a Quisitorial Retinue, that's yeah. really cool. Because then there might be like a Death Cult Assassin or something.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I'm excited. I can't wait to learn more about the game. And I'll definitely be playing it. Uh, all right. Let's jump back in. Everybody else in the chat is just kind of chatting to themselves. Uh, all right. in okay. We're going to brag. <laughs> I was going to say humble brag, but it's not.
1: It's just brag. The...
0: We're just going to brag. Um, we recently went and checked... The Apple Podcast United States of America, Tabletop Gaming. Top stats. One of the most popular podcasts in America. Tabletop Gaming. Number one, Critical Role. Pretty good. You might have heard of them. They yeah. have a Netflix show.
1: I think they're pretty popular.
0: Number two, Dungeons and Daddies, which is really funny. Such a good name. Yeah. Number three is also Critical Role, those cheeky little monkeys how do they have two but number four frontline gaming podcast network
1: yay all because of you guys we
0: were pretty dang thrilled i mean yeah like we passed uh you meet in a tavern hey riddle Riddle, High Rollers D anD D, the glass canning. Yeah, I like, mean,
1: maybe you've never heard of any of those, but no, we passed all. No, I'm just kidding. I'm right. I mean, maybe you haven't,
0: right? <laughs> but it's funny. We're the in the top ten. We're the only miniatures game. All the rest of them are D anD D.
1: Oh, except for Forty K today.
0: Oh yeah, oh, I, I did. Pardon me. Nice 40K try.
1: <laughs> nice try.
0: Which, if you don't listen to Forty K today, it's an awesome podcast. It's every day. It's fifteen minutes. And on the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network, we do an end of the week summary of all the shows. Yeah. So. We're really happy. That's quite an accomplishment. We're one of the most popular networks in the country for tabletop gaming. Ooh. We passed all of the CCG podcasts.
1: Let's take that. <laughs> gotcha.
0: And now we're just punching up with, like, some serious heavyweights, which...
1: I, I mean, wish it showed numbers so we could see Oh, they probably co- annihilating <laughs> us. <laughs> it Critical doesn't. Role is probably, like, so much, it's like so far really out wonderful. in front. Come on, guys.
0: Oh, So uh, in in the chat, thank you so much to everybody that's giving us encouragement. We really appreciate it. Thank you everybody's listening. Yeah. It's exciting.
1: Happy you guys are Um, liking it.
0: Yeah, it's really, really cool. And from like, or uh, gaming, uh, the tabletop gaming, specifically Games Workshop has grown tremendously, tremendously since eighth edition. It's insane. Like there's more and more and more people playing. So, you know, criticize GW all you want. And a lot of times it's totally valid and fair but they're doing a lot of things right, yeah. right? More people are playing, your investment in your models is safer than it's ever been. And, um, you know, we've been doing this for almost 10 years. Thank you so much, uh, it's, yeah. uh, we, our whole team, the whole network, everyone was just right. so juiced yeah. last night. We were like, oh, we're we're out there. So really cool. Thank you to everybody. We're really, really excited about it. And yeah. speaking of which, uh, we're also doing another contest. It's been really fun and exciting. This one is a, the grand prize is a $1,500 U.S. dollars uh, shopping spree for Games Workshop product. So you can get, you know, $1,500 worth of stuff, which is amazing. You should have
1: thrown people off and done $1,500 Canadian dollars. And then like the Canadians are like, oh, can we buy GW from you? And you're like, no. (laughs) And why did you put it in that? I don't know. We decided to. (laughs)
0: Um, So that's just one of the prizes. We also have a full Army Painter mega set, three months free coaching with the Art of War. There's all kinds of really, really cool prizes, big, exciting prizes. All you have to do, head over to 40kprizes.com. It is a global competition, so anybody can enter and win. Um, If someone lives in like Timbuktu or something like that, we might need you to help with the shipping. That's all we ask. And you enter in your email address, and then there's all kinds of stuff you can do every day to get additional entries in the win, like visiting our uh, Facebook page, subscribing to the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network, listening for secret code words in the podcast, which, are you ready for it? Our secret code word is RECIO.
1: That's a terrible code word. That is horrible. It's
0: spelled R-E-E-C-I-O. Head over to 40kprizes.com. You can enter in code word RACIO and you'll get extra entries into the competition.
1: Who came up with that? that yeah, that was terrible. Um, I'm going to blame Try Mariana. Again.
0: I'm going to pass the buck, Mariana.
1: That's horrible. <laughs> Poor choices were made.
0: So there's all kinds of cool stuff. It's easy to enter, easy to play, fun to win. And hopefully you all participate because it's a lot of fun. You can get a brand new brand new army, expand on your existing army. You can probably get two armies, really. Whoa. Um... It's it's just cool, right? It reminds me like I said on chapter Attack, it reminds me when I was a little kid. I loved the the Toys R Us did like a, a 1 minute shopping spree where yeah, you could yeah. just get as many toys as you wanted. I was such a dork. I mapped out my route if I ever <laughs> I won. Do it. I was you like, yeah, uh, first I'm going to get a bike cuz then I'll be faster and then I'll get to GI Joe to Transformers mm-hmm. and then maybe you know like a video game. I was like super into it.
1: That's all um, we should do for this one. Be like, you have two minutes to add everything to your web cart and buy it. <laughs> You're like, oh, you didn't make it. It's all right. Don't wah, worry wah, about wah. it. <laughs> Better luck next time.
0: <laughs> and then also a big congratulations to Paul Griffiths, who Ooh. won the Catachan Kernel giveaway we did last time. Yeah. It's fully painted by the FLGPaintStudio.com. Uh, Paul, gets to, uh, yeah, Paul gets to choose to how it's painted, and we'll show pictures of it when it's done. Uh, really fun competition. He was really, really excited to win. For that one, all you have to do is go over to our Facebook page. Yeah. Easy peasy. All Let's talk about Ninth Edition 40K. Whoa. So a lot of people have it now. It's out in the wild. They've been getting shipped out since Friday of last week. Uh, people are starting to get games in. We're starting to get some actual meaningful feedback, not just theory hammer with an incomplete picture. And the, uh, the feedback has been generally really positive. Yeah. So mostly what I have been seeing is... Uh, the, the the book missions were largely well-received. Some people were very, I guess, concerned is the right word, to use them in tournaments. But yeah. now people get to see the GT mission pack, uh, the GT 2020 mission pack, which is out there. People have it. It's really cool. It's um, um, spiral balance, You can fold it in half. The only thing I wish it had was tabs in there so you could easily find That'd the be great, sections. yeah. But it's really good, really good physical product. And the feedback so far on the missions, has been really positive uh the guys over at goonhammer had a really really positive things to say yeah. generally speaking on facebook and on frontline gaming i've been seeing people saying that they really like the gt missions they feel like they're they're better suited for match play than the book that's good right? that's what they're for yeah, and again like we've been saying you got to play them a couple times um
1: yeah
0: because still there's a lot of people saying like oh I'll go first and win i'm like you know, who knows? Maybe that will be the way it works out when we're actually playing the game. I really don't think so. Yeah. All the playtesters feel that there's a really strong advantage going second. Obviously it's gonna depend on the scenario
1: your who you're playing. Your terrain setup, everything. Yeah. What mat you're playing on. Ooh. I'm just kidding, that won't actually Ooh. matter, but if you're yeah. playing on an FLG mat, you probably have better odds of winning. So
0: Well if you're playing on Space Talk Alpha, you're gonna you're
1: gonna be courteous, you're gonna go you're second. <laughs> so you can meet so can meet in the middle. You <laughs> wanna get to know him first. Come on. <laughs>
0: You uh, might go out to dinner afterwards. Who knows where it could take you. But largely people have been uh, kind of of that opinion, but that's always been the case in 40K, really. Um, but a lot of the highly skilled players and or play testers, some of them like myself, maybe not so highly skilled, but just kidding. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> feel like there's an advantage of going second because yeah. you get to blow your opponent off the objectives, immediately jump on them, get some points. Um, it kind of control the flow of the game, right? Going first... Your hands are kind of tied and the, one of the big reasons for that is because uh, a five turn game you don't have a lot of time to dilly dally and sit back in your deployment zone right like you, you it, the game dictates to you that you got to get out get on those objectives and score because it's it's there is no kill kill more in the primary really anymore so you have to get out there and get board control
1: yeah uh holding the objectives is like the most important thing um and as we've seen in almost all the additions. If you had an army that could go second, survive the alpha strike, and then take advantage of the game later on in the turns, it was usually more beneficial to go second. Yeah. Um, and you saw a lot of really good players choosing to go second a lot of the time, uh, depending again on what army you're playing with, what army you're playing against, yada yada yada. But, if you
0: think you can weather the storm. <laughs> yeah. In 40k, generally speaking, throughout every edition of the game, if you think you can weather the storm, it's pretty much always better to go second. Yeah. Like if you talk to any, if you listen to any of the best players of the game, again, unless they made an alpha strike list or whatever, there's always circumstances. That's pretty much always been the the, the stance that they have uh, taken. Yeah. Right. Like in the um, when Brandon Grant won the LVO, like he chose to go second against what everybody, myself included. That was a complete Alpha Strike list, but he knew that that was where it was at, and it won in the game because yep. he had the last chance to jump on objectives. So, um, so that's really important. A lot of the board size change, which has been highly controversial eh, for good reason. Um, that a lot of the feedback on that has been really positive. It's been really positive, and then there's also been this like, wow, it's a really big change, because it forces you to engage immediately. Uh, the missions make you get out there. The shorter game makes you get out there. The smaller board makes you get out there. So it does have a fairly large impact on the way the game plays. It's a 22% smaller surface area. Um, and you're you're, you're, you're you're gonna get into the scrum much quicker for a lot of reasons, right? Like you're closer together. You have to get out on the objectives, you're gonna lose, yeah. um, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that's been a pretty big impact on the way the game uh, plays.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, the smaller board makes it to where more guns are gonna be in range. Close combat's gonna be easier to get to. Um, all those things, and that all speeds up the game because you you don't have turns where you're not able to assault or you're not able to shoot, um, which is great. I think I think everybody would agree that the game needed to speed up. So, oh, uh, I think this absolutely. all these changes are headed in that direction, which will help out immensely.
0: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, eighth edition was a, was a wonderful, the biggest edition in the game by a mile. Yeah. But especially at the end, my goodness, like games just were not finishing. No um there was really slow so hopefully hopefully in ninth that that isn't an issue anymore because that was one of the main goals that the the game devs had was to speed the game up yeah Um, and on that note that's a good uh, segue a lot of people now are like proclaiming the death of chess clocks um, chess clocks have always been optional yeah they, they probably always will be optional a lot of uh, the, um, the people we know at, uh GW aren't huge fans of chess clocks which is totally fair however uh, in match play, especially at high-level play, um, it doesn't matter how how quick the game is supposed to be. There will always, you, you, there's always going to be a need to make sure that there's equal time between the players. Like, yep. it, there's never ever going to be a way around that, in my opinion. It's just the way it is. Like we went to a the, uh, there was a, a really really fun tournament that inspired the LVO. It's called the Throne of Skulls that GW put on. It was in Vegas. It was super cool. It was invitation only. You had to get a golden ticket to come. It was really fun. And it was 1,500 points with three hours. People still weren't finishing the game. And this was in fifth edition, which was by a mile the fastest the game has ever been.
1: Yeah. But People you still
0: at, weren't finishing. You
1: look at ETC, right? They go up to four-hour rounds. And they still and games finish. are still not finishing. So I was yeah. just... Um, it, it was needed, and I think with all the changes that they made, I think the game will play a lot faster. Yeah. Um, but like you said, once you get to a certain point, you start thinking about your moves more, um, you're doing less prep during your opponent's turn, um, the, the game will kind of adapt to whatever the changes are, and will still play about the same speed, so you need the chess clocks in order to make sure that everybody gets the same amount of time yeah. and one person's not just eating it all up by moving their hundred models or whatever. So,
0: yeah, it's a, it's a gold bowl syndrome, right? Like people, players take as long as they have Yeah, and it's just the way it is. And it, like we've talked about this a million times, like when you're playing the game, especially if it's an intense game, you go into a flow state Yeah, and your perception of time literally warps. Like th- this is fat. Like when you're doing anything that's very engaging, your sense of time, doesn't match reality. So a lot of the time people don't think they're playing slow, but they are, right? And that's why you need the chess clock in certain circumstances, right? So what what I think is going to happen is that the average person is gonna go to an event, probably never use a chess clock and not give it a crap and, and have fun. That's fine. And the way we usually do it at our events is that when you start winning, we require you to use a chess clock because those are the people where it needs to be fair. And if you're coming, if you're more a casual competitive player or you don't care if the game doesn't finish, you're there to have fun, don't use a clock, right? Like the the objective of the game is to have fun. Yeah. Not to like stress out about managing your time. So I don't think clocks are going anywhere, but are they going to be ubiquitous? No. Are you going to see them on top tables at competitive events? Yes. Probably. Because the players want them. Yeah. So – yeah, we'll see how that goes, but I I, I don't I think it's gonna be business as usual.
1: On yeah, that. I don't think that's gonna be any change. Yeah. Or I don't think that's gonna change anytime soon.
0: I don't think it'll ever change really. Yeah. Like it, just, like it took forever to for us to like push that push that out there. Like yeah. it took a long time, and there was a lot of resistance. But then as soon as we did, and the players actually used them, without fail, everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, that's so much better! It's fair."
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it a lot of times it helps you speed up just because. Instead of going into that warp, you can actually see how much time yeah. you have left. And you're like, "Oh, I actually need to speed up." So it helps. It helps out without a lot because I would go into certain turns and I would just look over and I'd be like, "Oh, I actually need to speed up. I can't sit here and think. Let's get moving." So
0: it's a good feedback mechanism. Like, <clears throat> yeah. people always told me I was a slow player and I didn't really. I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Maybe yeah, it's both. And then when we started playing with the clock, I was like, "Wow, I, I am really, really slow." Like. Yeah. Uh, j- it makes it fair for my opponent. I'm not taking their time away from them. Yeah. So anyway, we've gone over these arguments a million times. So uh, we'll move on to the next point Ooh. that we've been seeing people talking about. So this is um, a, a really, really prevalent, like, uh, idea in the, the 40k cultural zeitgeist right now. Is that in Ninth Edition, to, you know, quote unquote auto win the missions, or I broke Ninth Edition, blah blah blah, <laughs> blah all this clickbaity stuff. Um, that you just take a bunch of wounds and throw them on the objectives and you win. And I'm like, have you tried this yet? Because in theory, maybe with something like uh, Plaguebearers or Nerdlings or Orcs, things that are like durable, they have extra saves, maybe. But the kill power of the game has not gone down at all.
1: No, and the points have gotten lower. Yes,
0: yeah, so. So you have less models, right? <laughs> so like if you... In eighth edition, could just throw units on objectives and they'd stay there all game or long enough to get enough points. If that worked for you in eighth, it'll probably work for you in ninth. But I literally never saw that work. You saw the, you saw the plague bearer horde work briefly, briefly, right? And then a couple things got changed in the way they work, and really space marines came out, and that list uh, evaporated like you know, yeah. morning dew in the sunshine.
1: Yeah, and honestly, with blast the way that it works in ninth, that any like horde kind of list, I just I don't see it working on in this concept where you just jump on the objectives and you won because they'll just destroy them super fast. Yeah,
0: so. man. Like I like I think this is more of a theory. Like it sounds good on paper. Yeah. But one Space Marine army that's got a lot of that has a high volume of fire, which most of them do. A really common one is the uh, uh, Intercessor horde. If you think you can throw like a hundred guardsmen on objectives and they're gonna win you the game, you're gonna lose almost all of them in one turn. Yeah. Like I don't understand like I don't understand the logic really. I don't I don't mean to sound mocking because I could be wrong. Maybe it, it will work. Yeah. Um but like the playtesters we were all talking about it this morning and everyone was pretty much universally in agreement of like in certain circumstances it'll work, but generally speaking it's not it's not gonna no. work. So We'll see, Yeah, I
1: mean, time will tell, right? And it, of course, always depends on matchup, what you're playing against, and uh, the mission and everything. But I think in most cases, it's not going to work the way that people think it is, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so (laughs) many things that have such high volume of fire, like a unit of aggressors or assault centurions, or regular centurions, like.
1: Or a knight or something like that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Do you really think that you're, you know, nine units of nerglings is going to withstand that for any length of time
1: <laughs> i yeah. don't think it's gonna we'll probably I rack up some points happen. but
0: yeah yeah i mean it's good that you want to take units to get objectives right like that's critical in this edition yeah because that's the primary mission right like that, that's going to be oftentimes that's going to be the swing of who wins the game yeah um which you, that like we've been saying over and over again forces you to get out there and be aggressive so you do want units that are good at doing that obviously but if you take a thousand points of things that just, <laughs> you know, flop onto an objective and sit there, I, I think you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. So we'll For see. Sure. One of the fun things that we were talking about, though, was um, taking anything that, that, that has like layered defense, like an onion, um, and then using those things to take objectives because they have different uh, mechanisms to play. For example, horrors, right? Take a big unit of pink horrors and save points to go to blue's. Put those on objectives uh, because you have to shoot them twice to, you know, to take them out. A lot of times that makes a huge difference. Uh, an idea we were playing around with was a fish of fury where you have um, devil fish with as many MSU units in there as you can, drones, multiple units of Fire warriors, and breachers drive those on to uh, objectives, you know, trying to be out of line of sight, obviously, if you can, and then your opponent has to kill them one at a time. So I could see something like that working Yeah. because like, your opponent can overkill the unit, waste all that extra firepower, and then they have to do it again and again and again. So I could see something like that working, right? Like you dedicate some of your points for specifically that purpose, and then your opponent just has to take it layer at a t- one layer at a time. Yep. So we'll yeah. see.
1: Yeah, I mean, time will tell, of course. but
0: uh, Don the Magnificent in chat says, Plague Burst Crawlers flop on objectives. Yeah, you if go. you have a really something durable that's tough, unit, yeah. If you have a really durable unit like that, I think that'll be a, re- a good choice. But they were a good choice for that in 8th edition too. Yeah, nothing so, changed. Yeah, totally. Or Bolgren will be really good at it. Yeah. Um, you know they're just as tough as they were. Stuff like that. Although the morale, the morale rolls can be a little rough on Bolgren. Um, uh, they, they can be. You, you might start losing onesies and twosies, but um, you know we we'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah. So if you have any questions in chats about kind of like big picture ninth edition stuff if you're asking us about specific you know faq questions and stuff we probably won't have the answer offhand but um just general you know questions concerns about where you think the meta is going to go what do you think is going to be good all that kind of stuff you'd be happy to answer them before we wrap up the show also make sure to check out the chapter tactics episode where they do power rankings really fun they uh give their kind of like their, their educated guess on what they think the best armies in the game are going to be yeah. and the worst players love that kind of stuff. I do, too. It's always fun Um, when we, you know, do lists. It's always entertaining. And their opinion was uh, Space Marines and Death Guard are going to be the best out the gates. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that, too. Death Guard are going to be really, really good at grabbing those objectives because they are so durable. Yeah. Uh, Tomodachi Express says this week's chapter tactics was excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, Great show. You might want to check it out. It's Brandon Grant, myself, Scary Pablo... And the discussion was, uh, what's the future of competitive or match play going to look like? How do you get involved in Ninth edition? Yep. So that was a fun one. Also, you want to check out the Art of War. And we're adding a new show to the lineup. Art of War Down Under.
1: Aha. Gotcha.
0: Maybe this time, an Australian podcast that we work with will stick. Mm. The other ones have all kind of come and gone. Has potential. All right. Questions are few and far between maybe (laughs) the... The Nerdlings are interfering with our uh, information or my our computers again, like they did earlier in the show. Uh, first question was an FAQ question. Well, here he goes. Uh, th- this is a really common one. Uh, the Space Marine FAQ says that basically everybody gets objective security. It's very unclear. They're going to have to fix it. Uh, they're going to have to fact the fact hilariously. Um, I the way it's written right now, Captain Com- Cameran. I actually think, yes, Raw, they do all get um, obsec, which is hilarious. You know what? Enjoy it.
1: Whatever. <laughs> Enjoy it
0: while it lasts. Yeah. I, I, I see many impulsors Space Wolves in the future. Um, all right, Timonacci Express. How do you think units, factions that relied on minus one hit will compensate? That's going to be tough. Eldar and Harlequins, and um, those are the big two. Um, yeah. They're going to get hit really hard by that. That's That's tough. Um, I think Eldar are going to have a tough road to hoe right out the gates. They got the biggest points increases. And not getting the minus two and stuff that they relied on in their competitive list is really going to hurt. What do you think, Trunkey?
1: Yeah, a lot of the changes in ninth hurt um, the fragile armies, which unfortunately Eldar is very fragile. So, yeah, um, yeah I think they're going to have a hard go in the beginning. Um,
0: One of the things I've seen people talk about is that uh, a lot of people are looking towards the end um, because one of the common lists is the Space Marine Bolter Horde, yeah. and if you take all Toughness Eight stuff, um, that's a really good counter to it. Uh, also, the Wraith Guard are, are attracted to people. I played Beel Tan. For me, nothing changed. <laughs> like I was only ever getting minus one at the best anyway. Usually, not getting it. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, I think people will go away from the lay talk, which would be a nice change of pace, and they'll be playing Beel Tan. Ian uh, in an old way, so it'll be, in that respect, it'll be nice to get a change up.
1: Yeah, at least you get some change, so that'll be cool.
0: RJack Rockfist eighty four asks, "What army do you hope gets the most love and attention by GW this edition?" Jukari. Uh, well, yeah, Jukari. why don't you lead off?
1: On Jukari, of course, because I'm a Jukari player. <laughs> I would love to see some new models uh, and see some new rules for them, because uh, I just really love the Jukari uh, background and everything. So.
0: A lot of people are using the triple patrol detachment now. I think that's yeah. going to be the best way to play. I think it's wonderful because it's such a cool, like, lore-accurate and versatile way to play.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. So
0: they, they did get that, which I think is rad.
1: Yeah, I think it's great.
0: Uh, Novasar, so if you use the RCO code that prevents you from getting town models if you win. <laughs> uh, that's funny, but no, of course not. Uh, Kill Team Academy, Space Wolf, Blade Guard, Vets, and Impulsors all with obsec It appears that that is the way that that rule reads. I'm 99% certain that is not intent, but... We'll wait and see what GW says.
1: Yep. Axis of Entropy is uh, confused on the way heavy cover is meant to work. Yeah, unfortunately, the bullet point that's in heavy cover and the sentence contradict each other. So uh, there's a little confusion. It looks like it goes, it works both ways currently, but I would so, expect that to get FAQ'd.
0: I agree with you, buddy. Yeah. And that would be a great thing for the, uh, the app to be able to do is to update your rules with FAQs right in there. Hopefully they do that. If anybody's listening to us at GW, which they're probably not. (laughs) But if you are, that'd be a really good selling point. Think about it, yeah. Uh, Bladewing, how do you think Emperor's Children were fair in the new edition? Well, um, out the gates, I think they're gonna do just as well as they were before because really nothing's changing besides you'll have less models. So if you were doing well with them then, you're gonna do well with them now. You have more options without flanking and stuff, so. until Chaos Codex gets updated, I think they're just going to be basically where they where they were. I don't know. What, do you have any better insight than me on that?
1: No, I think they'll be just as good as they were before. So,
0: cool. Um, buh, buh, buh. Uh, P. Chan says or asks, "Think all the Necron warriors in the boxes will see play, or will they just be like a 120 box walker <laughs> collection?" <laughs> well, I I don't know, like. Um, if you were using Necron Warriors before, you're going to use them now. They have a new gun that's pretty cool. Short range, but it's uh, more powerful. I was using two units of 20 Necron Warriors when I did play Necrons, which, you know, it wasn't like very frequently, but I, did, I played them, you know, every couple months, I would say. I really liked them. Um, your mileage will vary, right? Like, I, I, it's going to come down to do you think they're better than Immortals or not? Yeah. It just depends on your list. I built my list around them. I had a Ghost Arc and, you know, all that stuff. So. I I think so. I think people use them, but...
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, people are still using box walkers. so...
0: Yeah, I, I think boxwalkers are great, especially now. They're still going to be good. Uh, but, um, uh, that one guy says he doesn't feel bad for Eldar. You jerk. Yeah. Just kidding. A lot of people don't like Eldar.
1: Eldar was really good for a long time, so...
0: Uh, this is a good one to bring up. Uh, Colin Dav- David Max says... They backtracked on making the custom job strat required for the mech shop. What that means is Orcs, uh, org players are asking GW. And then again, if you're nice and you're courteous and you ask questions on their Facebook page, they will answer them. Um, they miswrote the FAQ. You can use the custom job strat without having to, to take the mech workshop, which is really cool. It's great. Uh, uh, Balak Sad said, or asked, do you think there will be any major changes in sub-faction usage Uses from 8th to 9th. Uh, a lay talk, yeah, I don't think you'll see as much a lay talk because without the minus two, they don't offer a lot, right? So you're going to be seeing probably in Ulthwaite, and Bealtan, would be my, um, probably in that order as well, would be my suggestion or my guess.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of the sub factions will be changing in popularity.
0: Space Marines, I think you're going to see more Ultramarines because of the Overwatch shenanigans that they can do. It's going to be really strong. Um, and then, of course, Iron Hands are still going to be... And still really good, yeah. Raven Guard, White Scar... I mean, Space Marines are still going to be King of the Hill, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. No. Unfortunately. Or fortunately, if you're a Space Marine player. Um, is Terrain going to be as important in the new edition and faction-based Terrain is going to be a must, asks Blank Wizard. Uh, terrain plays a huge part in the game, always. And uh, now, just as much or more so than it ever did. Yeah, um, You really, 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 really want that line of sight blocking terrain so it's not a shooting gallery. Yep. But so.
1: well, that's been true for almost every edition. So,
0: Akimoto Okoto asks, where do you put the Grey Knights in the rankings for the best army in 9th edition? Grey Knights are really good. The only problem is you can't get the gosh dang models right now. They, <laughs> you haven't been able to get them for months. It's really frustrating. But um, they're really good yep. right now. Uh, ever since they got love from... Uh, uh, I can't remember which book it was, plus chapter approved. They've been doing extremely well. I don't think that's going to change. Especially if the um, meta coming out the gates is people like, oh, I'm just going to take a bunch of models and stand on objectives. Ha ah, ha, ha. Grey Knights like, we all have Storm Bolters, homie.
1: And they all get extra attacks. Yeah. Yeah. They'll do really, really well.
0: I think they're going to do great. Yeah. yeah. I think the only challenge that's going to be facing a Grey Knight player now is that you don't want to soup. So... Playing pure Grey Knights is going to be harder. You may end up having to take, like, some other faction to beef up your numbers. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, Couch Warrior wants to see new Tyranid models. I do, too. That'd be great. Uh, Tomodachi Express, do you think people will get used to the load of terrain rules? It's going to take some uh, getting used to
1: it. Yeah, and again, like we were saying, I think for most events and such, they'll kind of hone in on, like, four or five rules. And then all the events will probably use about the same ones, so.
0: Yeah, the, the, the hope is that we standardize. Yeah. Of course, for your event, if you want to change things up, that's totally cool. But um, that that's the idea is that we can standardize it. That way people just know what to expect.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, KD and Ranger asks, any plans for changing the terrain placement at the next LVO or stay as it was this year? Um, depending on deployment map. So the morphing terrain was extremely well received. Probably going to do that again. Um, People really, really liked it. They felt it made the game more fair. And uh, so to answer that, yeah, it'll be roughly the same, but it's going to be changing around. We're also adding some more terrain to the top tables so that the terrain density is going to be very high. Yep. But uh, yeah, terrain standardization is one of the goals for the addition for sure, everybody. Uh, Peach and what did poor Turvagon do to deserve 200-point cost? I don't know. Well, the funny thing is now you don't even want to take big units of Turvagon or uh, Termagons anymore so then my, my poor Turbogon, which I was using, is even less appealing now. <laughs> so it's like... Yep. Wah, wah.
1: You can make them resilient. Just run them up the table. Uh, uh,
0: Macbray says, if people follow the consolidation suggestions, I have a feeling Death Gestures ability. Death is not enough. It's going to catch players off guard. Yep, oh, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Yep. So what does that one do again? Uh, you can track?
1: actually kill like a certain character or a model in a unit.
0: If that's true, that's going to be devastatingly powerful. Yeah. Because if someone like strings out, you're like, well, half that unit's dead. Yep. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, and I wonder if. It
1: gives you a negative to your morale.
0: And that didn't get FAQ'd? I
1: don't think so.
0: Whew. That's going to be really strong. Oh boy. Uh, Novusar says bust out the junk crowns. I may have to now with all the cool models. Um, Silver Wasp asks Is Ash Military stuck to just use tanks now? Is there room for guardsmen? Are brigade's going to be a thing for guard. Um, I think Ashramillotera are in a
1: better, solid, yeah.
0: I think they're in a better position than they were. Um, I think what you're going to see is yeah, you're going to see a lot of Mech play. Uh, you, of course, you're going to still take Guardsmen. Your grain are still going to be the anchor of your army. are going to Lehman Russell's were already really good. They're even better. Um, and then like Brandon Grant was using three Chimeras. I think now that's pretty much like going to be a really really common way to play the game because it lets you go into objectives. The flamers are great. Um, You can shoot your flamers in combat. Like They're just way better than they were, so I don't see why you wouldn't. There's all kinds of movement shenanigans you can do with them. Um, So I think you're going to see more mechanized guard armies instead of just tons of infantry. And I do think you're going to see the brigade as the stock standard way to play. That's the way I'm going to play. Yeah. One brigade. Um, I'm taking three chimeras with double flamers, Um, two Lehman Russ tank commanders, Bulgrin a bunch of characters, um, and then some elite units for fun, um, and then a, a, a Wyvern and a Basilisk because they just are murder on big units. Yep, they're so really good. So the other cool thing is I think your army's going to play way faster too. Uh, era Viking. Era- oh, bummer, man. Yeah. Sorry you didn't get your student loan. But thank you so much for your support. You've been with us almost since the beginning. so
1: um, Really appreciate it and looking forward to having you back, buddy.
0: Yeah, man. Good luck getting that student loan. Hope that works out eventually. Yep. Uh, what army will we be playing this edition? I'm gonna start out with my guard. Uh, what about you, buddy?
1: Uh, I don't know. Probably play Death Guard. I'm a big Death Guard player too, so um, that'll probably be what I start out with, and then who knows where I'll go from there. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: And last question here, P Chan: Are vindicators out of the penalty box? Um,
1: no. <laughs> I mean, they're not. They're not. They're better. Bad. Now they have D6
0: shots. Yeah. You get full shots if you shoot a big unit. Um, eh. They're not... Now they can move and shoot without minus one hit. They're definitely...
1: They're definitely better. Definitely better. Yeah.
0: They're definitely better. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 695 of Signals from the Frontline. Ooh. Remember to check out the rest of the FLGM. Jump in that contest, 40kprizes.com. You can win a $1,500 shopping spree. Games Workshop products, all kinds of fun stuff. Check out the new Matt Space Talk Alpha. Pretty cool. As always, we hope you have a great week, and we will talk to you next Wednesday!